Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And good afternoon, everybody. Good morning. Uh, whatever time you might be listening, one of the great things about our podcast here is that you can kind of uh, listen to them at your convenience. Uh, we do archive everything here on Chicago's Legal Latte and uh, make our conversations available to everyone really at uh, any time. Uh, be able to listen on your convenience or at your convenience on your schedule. Now, going back over the calendar, um, it's been a little while since we discussed matters of family law here on the podcast. And uh, I think uh, perhaps now it's time to make a return to that. Um, the last time we did, when we talked about it, um, my guest was Attorney Jeanne Pequeno of Lavelle Law. Um, and um, I'm pleased to report that uh, Jeanne is going to be my guest again today as we return to the area of family law. Uh, Mr. Pequeno has uh, gracious, graciously agreed to return, and when he does, he always uh, shares his knowledge uh, regarding our particular topic, whatever it might be that day, and uh, he helps us uh, as we work our way through a number of different um, issues and things of, of legal interest and of a legal nature. So um, I'm going to welcome Janae back in here momentarily. What we're going to do today is um, uh, focus on a topic we've talked about a little bit in the past, which is uh, child support, child support payments. And uh, as I said, while we've, we've talked about that in the past, what we're going to do is kind of take a different view on it today, um, take a look at uh, the pieces that go along with that, in particular, uh, how determining uh, the determination is made on paying for daycare. Um, sometimes we'll find a situation in which um, uh, daycare is an issue and that has to be um, delved into and figured out how, how that will be paid for and, and who's going to be responsible for that. So that uh, is what we uh, um, want to be able to talk about today. We're going to take just a minute here to get uh, Janae back on the line. Um, just lost him from our phone here, so I'm in the process of getting him back on. We want to do this very quickly for you. And... Um, see if we can't get him back on to talk about it. Now, what we've done in the past, as I said, is um, we have talked about uh, the process of determining uh, child support. And when we do this, we're talking about situations in which either a couple has been divorced, um, and, and in that case, obviously, the judge will work with them to divide up not only the marital assets, but uh, determine, first of all, custody, and then once custody is determined, uh, factor in the ongoing child support that will be paid to the custodial parent. Now, in other cases, um, there may be a child born uh, prior to a couple being married, and, and they make a determination not to be married, in which case um, uh, the parent who will uh, have custody of the child will receive support payments from, from the other parent. And uh, again, in those cases, uh, factors are used to determine uh, how much is paid, uh, when that gets paid, and, and the factors that uh, that go into that. So um, what we want to talk about today, as I mentioned, is uh, determining specifically the child care element, uh, the support for child care element um, in our conversation today. So um, with that uh, rather uh, lengthy introduction there, uh, 
I do have Janae back on the line there, and I'm not sure what happened, but we lost him. So, Janae, first of all, uh, kind of uh, gave us gave our listeners here a quick overview of what we're going to be talking about, but I want to say hello, and sorry for the disconnect there, but uh, glad you were able to join us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Jim, it's <clears throat> basically going through child support plus is how I like to term Illinois, because a lot of people feel that child support should cover everything and they they shouldn't have to pay a dime more than child support even if they're current. And so uh, we'll just go into what some of those things are, what the plus is, and um, we'll go from there. Okay. So let's uh, let's do that. Let's talk about um, the process the courts follow, first of all, to determine child support. We've talked about it in the past. Maybe just give us a quick primer on, on how that works. Sure. The child support is basically set according to guidelines, um, there's very few exceptions where the court will deviate from those guidelines. Uh, one child is 20%, two children is 28 three children is 32% of a net income. Uh, some things that are deducted for Illinois purposes are mandatory retirement contributions, uh, obviously federal state tax obligations. But if you are contributing voluntarily to a 401k and, and you're maxing out your with, with the holdings, um, that is not considered uh, under the law. You mm-hmm. you are basically going to pay child support on that amount, and uh, they don't give you credit for those deductions, even if your pay and actual take home is is less, uh, just because that's a voluntary thing that you're choosing to do. Interesting. Now, does the court look at certain expenses at all and say, you know, um, you know, a, a mortgage or rent payment and a certain amount for food, or as you say, is it strictly based on that formula of uh, percent of income? It's based on the formula, unfortunately. the um, Those issues of rent and even new families, if somebody, you know, remarries and has uh, subsequent children, uh, the court doesn't, doesn't really, uh, you know, give you discounts for those things. Um, you know, they call it, uh, you know, priorities, preferences, and, you know, subsequent responsibilities. But, you know, there's still a responsibility to the, the first children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. When we talk about uh, a situation in which parents are divorced or, as I mentioned at the beginning, perhaps a, a child is, is born uh, outside of the marriage, um, when we talk about child support, somehow in my mind we always I always equate it to kids who might be, uh, you know, in those preteen or preteen years, are talking about the expenses that come with that and worrying about college payments. But there, there may be cases um, in which uh, child support is needed in relationships that include infants or even toddlers. So that kind of leads us to today's topic a little bit, which is uh, daycare or child support or daycare in child support. Um, how yeah. does that factor in? I mean, is that something that um, is is considered to be a a portion of the evaluation? Well, the Illinois courts are courts of equity, and they you know strive to be fair. And the way I look at daycare expenses are are basically things where um, is it fair for one parent to cover the whole portion or not? Uh, there's a lot uh, that goes into it uh, in terms of, you know, is there, you know, a program that can help depending on the income status of the parents? Uh, what, you know, is the is the person licensed? Is it a neighbor? Is it a family member? Uh, a lot of times, you know, sometimes you'll you'll find people claiming to pay their mother a thousand dollars a month 
and mm-hmm. uh, yet they have no proof of that, but they want half from the other parent. And so it just comes down to a credibility thing sometimes. But in terms of how the court, you know, just establishes that, um, you know, child support, if we understand how child support and what child support is supposed to cover, uh, you know, we can we can therefore, uh, you know, surmise what the court will do with those other expenses. You know, child support for me just covers room and board. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, how much light did the, the child use, you know, and, you know, whatever little toy they had, how many batteries did they use. The court doesn't get into the minutia. You know, how much milk out of that gallon of milk goes to this child versus another child. The the court doesn't have time for that. And so the, you know, or how many nights, you know, are slept, you know, the kids slept in this bed versus the other parent's bed. That doesn't really, you know, in, in most situations doesn't, doesn't uh, cut the percentage of uh, the custodial parent what they're to receive. Mm-hmm. So the way I look at it, it's just basically room and board, Jim. You know, it's food and, you know, the electricity and flushing the toilet. It's like basic bare necessities on child support. And and that certainly, I'm sure, opens up uh, plenty of discussions and, and debates among the various parents, and, and that's where people like you need to get involved. Um, when it comes to things like daycare or, or other uh, issues, if the custodial parent says, look, you know, this is what it's going to cost, and you, you said maybe you're paying so much a month to a family member or a licensed provider or someone else or any other factor but beyond just daycare, does the parent who's paying support then have the opportunity to come back and say, well, that's not a fair amount, here's what it should be, or here's someone that I think we should use? Do you find yourself getting in, into those types of debates a lot? Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, if if a parent wants to use a neighbor who charges 800 or or $1,000 a month or even more, um, you know, typically I've seen times where, you know, the, the father is, is usually the person who doesn't have the custody. Um, mm-hmm. Their mother may be around, so the paternal grandmother may be available. Um, and, and a lot of times I've seen that as a losing battle. And it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, Jim, but that's just the way these judges go. It's on a gut instinct. There's no law written that demands them to, you know, go to uh, the paternal grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically mm-hmm. a custodial decision. And if somebody wants to be, you know, in, in, in my opinion, um, you know, maybe, maybe just controlling, um, you know, they can choose to, to use that person, especially if they have custody. You know, they don't have to use the paternal grandmother, even though she may be willing to do it for free. And she loves the kid, and she's not going to charge anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a, it's unfortunate. So in terms of, you know, expenses and where the court, you know, make compels people to pay, typically it would be with a licensed provider. You know, I've seen some headway made into arguments where it's not a non-licensed provider. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that's the custodial decision, that's their decision. But a lot of times uh, guys do have uh, arguments to be made, and courts will entertain those arguments if it's a non-licensed provider So because there's no educational function to it. You know, it's just purely you, daycare. Yeah, especially with, with these younger children who, who simply, you know, the parent wants to go to work or has school or other obligations. 
Um, now, now, I, I want to ask you something because you, you you sort of have referenced here being somewhat, for lack of a better term, at the mercy of the court and what they decide. And earlier you, you used the word fair um, in describing uh, judicial process or the objective. How do you deal with clients who are heading into this process? I mean, do you have to prepare them and say, look, the, the outcome probably isn't always going to be what you want, but this is the way things work? Uh, it sounds like a difficult process, yeah. really. You know, managing client expectations is is the biggest thing, uh, just in family law. <clears throat> you know, I haven't been around a while. You know where judges go. You know tendencies. You know uh, specific tendencies on, on certain judges, and and you know what they like to hear and, and things they don't. You know, give any credibility to. So, you know, just managing that client expectation. You know, it, it could be a range. You know, the outcome could be this. Or, you know, that's a 100% victory and a 0% loss will be this, you know, um, or 100% loss will be this. And, and somewhere the court finds something in between. You know, it's usually uh, the fairest, best um, way, and, and usually nobody's 100% happy uh, with a good decision by the judge. So, you know, um, it's not a 100% loss, and it wouldn't be you know, 100% win all the time. It's not a zero-sum game that we're playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, judges are people, and they have tendencies. You know, um, Some judges on college expenses, they, they say, well, I, I paid my way through. I did this. <laughs> I had two jobs, and, you know, son, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go, and you're going to have to work. You don't, have, you don't get to go to... Uh, you know that that small liberal arts school just because you're good at playing piano with um, you know your your, your friends. <laughs> yeah, you interesting. We've, um, we've got just about a, a minute left here, and I, I want to ask you quickly as as we talk about daycare and and other expenses in in custody. Um, are there are there things people should be aware of? You know, certain costs and expenses that they might not be thinking about that are going to surface that they should be prepared yeah. for. Yeah. I mean, they just need to to know what is actually being paid. Uh, they can look at taxes to see if they're actually claiming anything, uh, you know, as as a daycare expense for the credit. So, you know, there's there's ways to ensure that the parent is actually paying what they claim to be paying, because a lot of times, often enough, I wouldn't say a lot of times, but people have lied in court. It happens, mm-hmm. and you find out by looking at their taxes. So, you know, that's just something that. They they need to be careful of, so they're not paying for for nothing. Right, right. Well, um, despite our um, quick delay there at uh, the beginning, I appreciate Janae Picano for being here. And if, if we didn't get enough of this topic for you today, visit LavelleLaw.com, or you can reach Janae at eight four seven seven zero five seven five five five. We'll look forward to having him back again soon, and look forward to you listening soon again as well. Thanks very much for being here.